Test all things and hold firmly that which is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 Dear Heavenly Father, in a world brimming with information, opinions, and voices clamoring for our attention, we come before you seeking discernment. We turn to the guidance of 1 Thessalonians 5.21, which urges us to test everything and to hold fast to what is good. Lord, grant us the wisdom to sift through the noise and cling to your eternal truths. Help us to question without cynicism, to seek with humility, and to recognize and hold on to the good when we find it. May our hearts be attuned to your spirit, our minds open to your wisdom, and our actions a reflection of your love and goodness. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome to Pray News, where hope is our only bias. Today's news at a glance, Israeli forces are turning up the heat in Gaza, but it's civilians that are getting burnt. Biden signs an executive order to regulate artificial intelligence, and we have a new victim to petty political divides, electric vehicles. This digital age has many advantages and drawbacks. On one hand, we've never been more connected to the world. Strangers from South Africa and Scotland can form deep friendships and connect over shared interests. Parents have a wealth of information available to them as they navigate parenthood. But the drawbacks are many. Comparison, too much noise, and the sense of feeling untethered to the real world. In the minefield of this digital age, may our anchor be the unchanging Word of God, which does not change with the tides of technology. We're glad you're here. We pray today's take on the news leaves you informed and transformed. If Pray News has impacted you or offered value to your daily routine, we would love it if you left a review. Doing so does two things. One, the team here at Pray gets a better understanding of how Pray News is impacting lives. And two, it helps more people find this podcast, spreading hope where fear is often prevailing. Before we get to today's first story, let's hear a word from these sponsors. Israeli forces have made a major advancement towards Gaza City, marking the deepest incursion into Palestinian territory since the group troops entered the Strip last week. The move has raised both international and domestic concerns about the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas. Amidst calls for a ceasefire and humanitarian aid, the situation poses a complex and moral and ethical dilemma for believers worldwide. The Israeli army's move aims to encircle Gaza City, one of the most densely populated areas in the Gaza Strip and one of the most densely populated areas in the entire world. Israeli military analysts have suggested that this is a probing exercise meant to test Hamas's defenses. However, the stakes are high as the operation has the potential to last for months, causing untold humanitarian suffering. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected calls for a ceasefire, asserting that military pressure is the only way to negotiate with Hamas. Meanwhile, more than two-thirds of the two million people in Gaza have been forced to leave their homes. Although Israel has allowed some humanitarian aid into Gaza, it falls significantly short of the needs of the displaced population. Footage of thousands of families scrambling into UN warehouses to steal flour and supplies highlights the desperation in the area. The United Nations has urged Israel to facilitate safe passage to those trying to flee the conflict zones. Egypt and Qatar have been actively mediating indirect talks between Israel and Hamas, discussing the possibility of releasing hostages in exchange for humanitarian aid. International law mandates that attacking forces must verify that a target is military, refraining from attacks in cases of doubt. The video footage showing Israeli tanks firing on a taxi displaying a white flag have been labeled extremely alarming by international humanitarian law experts. The death toll is mounting on both sides, with more than 8,000 people reported to be killed in Gaza and over 1,400 in Israel including only 300 soldiers. Both the U.S. and Israel have expressed doubts about the accuracy of these numbers, 
But there's no denying that the majority of the casualties in Gaza are civilians, including women and children. As believers, we find ourselves in a moral quandary. On one hand, the Bible tells us to bless Israel. Those who look upon God's chosen people with favor and aid will be blessed. On the other hand, the teachings of Jesus compel us to be peacemakers and to have compassion for the suffering, irrespective of their nationality or religion. The civilians in Gaza aren't responsible like Hamas. The situation defies easy answers and reveals the inadequacy of a black and white framework of good and evil. It's a stark reminder that we live in a fallen world where even seemingly just causes can result in unjust suffering. Our role then is not to pick sides, but to pray earnestly for peace and for the leaders involved in a conflict to be endowed with wisdom and compassion. It is also a call to action for the global Christian community to actively engage in humanitarian efforts, offering assistance to all those who are affected by this devastating conflict. This conflict may continue to escalate, further pushing the international community into more war. But we, ambassadors of Christ, must also be known as bastions of peace, goodwill, justice, and love. Let's be mindful during this season, especially as the holidays approach, of how we can give resources to nonprofits and NGOs who are bringing aid to those suffering in Israel and in Gaza. The advancement of Israeli forces into Gaza City is fraught with military, humanitarian, and legal complexities. For believers, it serves as a moment of introspection, asking us to balance our theological commitments with the compassion that Christ also calls us to extend to all of humanity. As we continue to grapple with these issues, it becomes evident that the need for prayer and active compassion has never been greater. May we all find courage to respond to this complex situation with love, nuance, wisdom, and understanding that can only come from God, fervently praying for a peaceful resolution for all involved. With all this being said, let's lift the story up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for peace and wisdom to prevail in this conflict. We know that these things tend to devolve and bitterness and revenge tend to prevail. But Lord, we trust that you will raise up ambassadors of peace. Peacemakers called your children to rise up in this occasion, to meet needs, to send aid and love wherever it's necessary. Lord, would you also give us the patience and the nuance that is required to have good conversations about this conflict? Lord, may we not be driven by anger in our words, but may everything be seasoned with love, wisdom, and knowledge that only comes from above. We pray for the safety and well-being of all innocent lives caught in the crossfire, as well as your divine intervention in bringing a peaceful resolution to this complex and painful situation. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. President Biden has made a landmark move on Monday to ensure we don't take a dizzying tumble down the rabbit hole of artificial intelligence. Biden's executive order aims to mitigate the risk posed by AI technologies, from facilitating weapons of mass destruction to deepfake menaces that might make you doubt your own grandma's voicemails. The sweeping order, a glistening high note in AI policy area, is Biden's bid to take the helm on guiding AI ethics, security, and development. Addressing what he termed as significant dangers, the order mandates that companies divulge any system risks related to national security to the federal government. Oh, and it aims to tackle those deepfakes, digital masquerades that can pull the wool over your eyes and ears with confounding expertise. Biden's press conference included mentions of several deepfake videos of Biden himself, which poses some issues, especially as international relations are so tightly wound. You don't want these AI-generated videos and AI-generated voicemails going out that pose as someone like the President of the United States that could potentially harm U.S. policy or even worse. Not to be outdone by Europe, which is already busy drafting its own set of rules for AI, 
Vice President Kamala Harris will be fluttering across the pond to represent the U.S. at an international AI conference organized by the U.K. Harris emphasized the moral, ethical, and societal obligations attached to AI development, echoing U.S. intentions to act as a paragon for global action. Tech titans like Microsoft, Google, and OpenAI are surprisingly not running for the hills at the thought of this regulation. Instead, they seem almost relieved. After all, a government seal of approval on AI algorithms could allay fears and perhaps limit corporate liabilities in the age of rampant misinformation. If we were looking at it from a cynical angle, though, these regulations also make it harder for smaller competitors to enter into the market, bolstering these existing AI giants like Google, Microsoft, and OpenAI. Even as the U.S. Chamber of Commerce casts a wary eye, one can't deny that industries building an AI platform are seeking a legal framework for their galloping technologies. The executive order flexes its muscles by invoking a Korean War-era law, the Defense Production Act, to prevent AI systems from being weaponized against the United States or any foreign entity. Not to be ignored, the order also advocates for watermarking AI-created content, acting as a digital breadcrumbs trail to ferret out deceitful data. With AI's implications snowballing from healthcare to disaster response and national defense, this is an attempt to not just direct safety nets, but also to unleash AI's full potential responsibly. The order sounds lofty and the climb is steep. Matching private sector salaries to attract AI experts into government service and seeing eye to eye with polarized Congress are just a few Everest-sized obstacles that this order will face. As we wade through the complexities of artificial intelligence, we're reminded of the biblical tale of the talents in Matthew 25. Talents, both in biblical and modern terms, are resources granted to us by God. Artificial intelligence, when crafted and applied wisely, becomes a tool, a talent, if you will, that can be used for the greater good. However, like any tool, its impact depends on the heart and the hand that wields it. AI can serve to alleviate human suffering, improve conditions, and even save lives. Yet, it can also be used to deceive, harm, and wreak havoc if misused. Therefore, it's imperative for us to steer this technology with wisdom, righteousness, and steadfast commitment to ethical guidelines. As the executive order navigates the labyrinth of public policy and digital age phenomena, it behooves us, as stewards of God's creation and resources, to use AI with a sense of moral and ethical responsibility. In the words of the Apostle Paul, let's test everything and hold fast to what is good. It's a time to test, challenge, and indeed hold fast to what makes AI a boon in humanity while shunning its destructive potential. With that being said, let's lift this story up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of human ingenuity that has made technologies like AI possible. We thank you for its potential to help in healthcare and in businesses. But we also pray for wisdom and discernment for our leaders and policymakers as they navigate the ethical and security implications of these advancements. May we use AI as a tool for good, bettering the human condition while safeguarding against its potential misuse. In Jesus' name, amen. Electric vehicles, EVs, are finding themselves marooned in the doldrums of stagnant consumer demand, and world's leading automakers have decided to take their feet off the EV gas, sorry, accelerator. In a sudden industry-wide move, car manufacturers are tapping the brakes on their ambitious EV plants. The collective shift resonates with an ice bucket challenge for global warming advocates. So what's putting the freeze on these electrifying ambitions? Four General Motors and others are hitting the Control Z on their multi-billion dollar expansions. Ford recently announced the postponement of a whopping $12 billion in spending on EV manufacturing, including battery plants. EVs are stockpiling in dealership yards as buyers hesitate over the higher sticker prices and rising interest rates on car loans. 
GM also put the brakes on their opening of its second electric truck plant and shelved a joint venture with Honda for budget-friendly EVs. Even Tesla, the poster child of EV revolution, is contemplating a pause on its upcoming Gigafactory in Mexico. Meanwhile, Hertz, the car rental giant sourced for its EV fleet of Teslas, is showing its electric transition. Elon Musk, not known for his conservative approach to anything, displayed a rare moment of caution saying that Tesla is an incredibly capable ship, but even the best ship still has tough times. Remember the days when choosing between diesel and petrol was your most political automotive decision? Those days are long gone. Debate among electric vehicles have become the football of a political Super Bowl, with President Biden's support making them a target for his potential 2024 rivals. Consumer demand is lagging, and not just because EVs are expensive. They've become divisive symbols in an increasingly polarized nation. Research indicates that for every five Democrats driving an EV, there are only two Republicans. This imbalance has ramifications that extend beyond the car lot. Whenever there are political ties to popular products, things get dicey, just as Target and Bud Light, who just rode a terrifying roller coaster of the politically divided nation. The economic disparity between EV owners and the rest of the car buying public is widening. According to a survey by Strategic Vision, the median household income of a new car buyer has risen to $122,000 a year, significantly up from around $90,000. EV buyers are sitting even prettier with a median income of $186,000. With a seismic shift like that, that means that the working class is going to be even more deterred from buying electric vehicles. And since the working class spenders are starting to go politically right, it makes it a perfect storm for debates. To put all of this in short, what's happening is that EVs are becoming more of a left-leaning, upper-class product. And a lot of right-leaning, working-class people are starting to become very much deterred by electric vehicles. Now, you might wonder why a Christian would care about the ebbs and flows of the electric car market. But if you peer through the haze of battery acid and political posturing, you'll see that at its core, this story is about division. As believers, our first allegiance is not to red or blue, electric or gasoline, but to Christ. The Apostle Paul admonishes us in Ephesians 4.3 to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. How can we aim for unity if we're drawn to worldly divisions, especially petty ones like this? It's okay to have preferences and opinions. They make us the unique individuals that God created us to be. However, these preferences should never divide us to the extent that they overshadow our primary mission, to love God and to love others. We are, after all, commanded to be peacemakers, not peddlers of division. If you're a Christian Republican who's been eyeing that EV for a long commute, don't hold back just because Biden supports EVs. If you're a Christian Democrat, don't think for a second that buying an EV sticks it to Republicans somehow. These divides and dichotomies often do more harm than good. As the debates over electric cars and their implications rage on, let's not forget that our highest calling is to rise above the fray. Our loyalty isn't to any political camp, technological advance, or even an automaker. Our loyalty is to Christ, righteous living, compassionate giving, and wise spending. Now, isn't that a vehicle we could all get on board with? Let's close this story in prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for wisdom and unity in our approach to the challenges and opportunities posed by technological advancements like electric vehicles. May we not allow our differences to divide us, but rather strive for common ground for the betterment of your creation and the advancement of your kingdom. Guide us to make choices that reflect our ultimate loyalty to you rather than to political or worldly factions. We pray these things with trust. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today on Pray News. It is our aim to be informed and transformed. We pray today you would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good. 
If you've enjoyed this take on the news, consider writing us a review and share your experience. You can sign up for our newsletter at PrayNews.com. There you'll find sources to all of our reporting. Be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority in your life and experience the Bible in new and exciting ways. God bless.